Hello, hello! Welcome, welcome to another show of Voices of the Festival. I hope you're doing well. Today I'm back home at New York and uh, I'm very excited to be talking to Taka Komagata, uh, who is going to be in our cast of Butterfly. Um, I just also came from, um, uh, from Japan and working with, um, with the Tokyo International Vocal Arts Academy, which is um, a workshop that I created almost 10 years ago. And we're going to bring many of those singers to be part in the cast of um, Butterfly. Um, let me invite... Um, anyway... Uh, watching wonderful and uh so um i have a little bit of a cough so hopefully i won't get too much of a uh, attack in the middle and i will just make sure i mute hey Taka, how are you doing good how are you good 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 and 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 Taka, is that your artistic name or the working name uh for americans yes <laughs> Actually, um, my name is Takayuki. My first name is Takayuki. Right. Yes, like, I, I, I use it like Taka. Is that the? Um, uh, do you consider that as your um, like a nickname, or you like it? Taka. Oh, yeah. Like I like it, and you know, kind of nickname. Yes. Yeah, but like in Japan, um, people call me Takayuki, or like you know, Koma, or like Komagata. So Koma, like. They usually use like the last name too as a nickname too. Would it would so they shorten the last name too? Yeah, shorten the last name too. Because it yeah. is two characters. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. and and typically um they will say that they actually even in the formal situation address you with the first name, Tamagata san. Um uh, sorry. Uh, Taka mm -hmm. is it Takayuchi? Takayuki, yeah. Takayuki, Yuki, yeah. Uh, Takayuki-san, so, yeah. uh, excellent. And uh, so where are you from originally? I was born and raised in Tokyo. So, oh. yeah, you were just there, right? I, I was just, like, just there. I came back uh, this past Sunday. Uh, I spent two weeks uh, at the Tokyo International Vocal Arts Academy, which again, se several of our al alumni are going to come and, and sing uh, at at the production and so we're very excited with that collaboration and uh, so I spent two weeks there mostly in <coughs> in Bunkyu city so mm -hmm. which is a neighborhood of central Tokyo and yeah. so it was it was really really fun as always being in Japan is, is really is really fun where in Tokyo were you born or raised uh so in Nakano it's um right next to Shinjuku, like a fast train, just one stop from there. So, right. in fact, I was I was in the Chuo line. So, oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. The terminal, the terminal was in Nakano. Yes, yeah. I was, I was my. That's my hometown. That's it. In fact, I, I was kind of um, first surprised. I said the train from Nagano. I said Nagano. There's a train going. <laughs> I said like a, like a local train all the way to Nagano, which is really far, uh, but it was Nakano. So. Yeah, Nakano. Nakano is like a famous for kind of anime, like, you know, kind of oh. just like the figure. It's, they're selling like anime figures and cars and games and, you know, kind of subculture stuff. So a lot right. of people, like a lot of tourists come to see, oh, and, that's fun. you know, buy some stuff. Yeah. Was even even a bit like that when you were there? Um, when I was kid, not that much, but still was there. But like you know, I think past twenty years, it grew. Yeah, as um, kind of cultural, like so anime culture. Yeah. <laughs> and and what is that? It's a lot of um, um. I mean, because the, the, are some of the pro anime productions happening there? It's a, like a studio, kind of a Hollywood thing, or or something. Um, Chuo Line is actually kind of like a lot of artists live there. Um, so Nakano has a lot of artists too, but actually like they have a big, like in Nakano there's a big 
manga comic shop, like a really big one. I think that influenced uh, all the culture. I see. Yeah. Great. Good, good. And uh, um, uh, do you like anime? Uh, no, so, I mean, I watch like um, Hayao Miyazaki films or like uh, films, but I don't really watch that um, TV series much. Right, yeah. right, right. I, I, I see. Yeah, I, I, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not really familiar with, with real shows of, of, of mm -hmm. Emma Fossil movies are great, but... Uh, but now it's um, accessible, you know, you can watch Netflix and everyone watches on Netflix, so, yeah, it's right? kind of fun, too. Yeah. Good, good. And, um... And so how do you started with, with music? Music, um, so I went to kind of artsy school, elementary school. So they had a lot of singing, choir classes. And then we had every semester um, big concert. And then when I was in the first grade, I got a solo and then everyone auditioned and I got one and I didn't know and I was Get a singing, and I was like so happy to sing the solo. And after that, like every concert, I sang solo. I tried, you know, practice a lot, and then like try to audition. And also, when I was seven, I started uh, taking piano lessons. That's good. Um, and then I played for choir too. I was a accompanist in the elementary school too. I can't do that anymore. Really? At the time, was much better. I was well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Still, are, are you very uh, proficient in terms of learning music by yeah. playing? That sort of yeah, thing. but like my fingers are not like moving fast enough, and yeah. Um, and then, but my mom. So I wanted to take singing lessons um, when I was in elementary school, but she believed that you know boys shouldn't take voice lessons before puberty like might hurt the voice so i waited until my puberty hit like i was 13 and i started taking singing lessons uh, and, and actually she was not wrong and and it was there's a point about it not i mean there are plenty of, of child sopranos and uh, boy sopranos that will go into singing and um but there's um in, in fact, the the biggest problems I, I and I, I know a lot of sing male singers that that one um, went into singing because they love to be in the children's choir. Um, mm -hmm. In particular, I know many many of my friends that were at the um, Colon Opera House children's choir that yeah. they love the experience and so they they, they want to hold into that hold on to that. <clears throat> But more often than not, they have the children's choir approach to singing that is very different from the male adult singing mm -hmm. in every aspect. Mm -hmm. So some of them easily switch, but more often than not, they have to really uh, rethink the singing, and sometimes it is mm -hmm. it it could be a hindering. Um, mm -hmm. So your mom was smart i guess the only problem is that it will prevent you from doing something that you love so that's that, that yeah. was a little disappointing yeah. at, at, for that age probably <laughs> but i was like it's, it was enough going on at my school so i think it's fine but just i wanted to like you know sing more and like be out there but i waited until like 13 and my mom found another like a uh, new other uh a teacher she was actually a jazz singer so i was learning like a jazz repertoire like standards and then i started singing at a jazz bar monthly when i was 14. Oh, that's fun <laughs> so it was I'm like sure. you know at the time did, did your mom expected that no i don't think so i don't think so um she just heard this, you know, big name and just like, oh, I met this, you know, voice teacher at the bar. <laughs> and then like, you know, I started going there, um, you know, to, to take lessons. And um, but it was like at the time at the jazz bar, very smoky, you know, it was 
you know, allowed to, you know, sing. I mean, this that smoke and um, drink. And I, I was 14, and I was just like, I was singing there monthly. Wow. But I learned how to, like, you know, um, write score for band members because we only had like five minute rehearsal right before the show, or sometimes we don't have time to do it. So it's just like, um, I learned like the basic of uh, my performance skill and performance presence, presence there too. That's fantastic. And so you, mm -hmm. you were able to write your own charts and have the orchestra follow those and... Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, when I was like 17, I was told that like, Maybe you're not good. Um, your your voice is not good for jazz. Um, I think you should sing classical or musical. My voice teacher told me like after you know three years, <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was kind of like sad, but like okay, let me explore. Didn't really know about you know classical music, and um, but I in fact my dad uh, loved you know. Um, opera um so um he was always watching like three tenor videos at home and then you know he went to see um opera so many times and actually my parents were um stage actors shakespearean actors oh wow um yeah in japan so uh, they met um at the theater, like it's called Shakespeare Theater in Japan. Wow. They do Shakespeare in Japanese. Um, in like 70s, 80s, they did it. Um, then, so when I was, since I was a kid, I was like, went to like see the, a lot of plays, you know, when I was five, like I was just like sitting and sleeping during the Hamlet or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like really close to the theater, just like mine. Yeah, but um, but but certainly your parents were in the performing arts business, yeah. which is uh, a business which is much much more. Uh, I mean, it it will put you in that in that track much yeah. more easily than than if you parents didn't do performing. So yeah, <laughs> and then my older sister um, is in the musical theater industry in Japan, Tokyo. I don't know if you heard of it, but it's called Takarazuka. It's like a heavy makeup and only female theater. Um, it's like opposite of Kabuki and they like, they do Japanese traditional uh, show, but also they do Broadway stuff too. And then my, yeah. My and and then name, the name that you mentioned, is this the style or is it actually a, a group, a company? A group company. It's called Takarazuka. Yeah, it's based in um, Takarazuka City. It's in Hyogo. Oh, um, yeah, close to Osaka. And but they they have a big theater in Ginza, and they tour around in Japan. It's a big theater. And then she was she. I think she entered. Um, she was 15. The theater. So it was like she was when she was 13. Um, like she's. They were training really hard to get into get into this music school is really hard. And if you go to the, this Takarazuka music school, you're like you're able to work with them after. So um, kind of that inspired me a lot too, like watching her being kind of successful as um, you know musical theater actress and. Sings and dances and I don't dance, but <laughs> yeah. And is so is the, is the traditional all female? Uh, how old does it go? Because I, I understand kabuki, which is a the modern version of the no plays and things like that, which started in the 1800s. But it, this is all female. This is newer. This is newer. It, it, uh, I think it's now 110. Not oh, pretty old, anyway. Yeah, old. Yeah. Oh, it's younger than um, Kabuki, but it's... Of course, really, of course, sorry. but, um, but mm -hmm. 110, that means like in 1910, well, that, that makes sense. With, we yeah. are already in the, the major era and, and we, with the, all the, the modernization and the yeah. already mm -hmm. female uh, uh, voting and female rights, so that would kind of make sense that we're going into that. That's great. Yeah.
So then like, um, that was like a big influence too. And then I auditioned, I mean, I auditioned, I just, my senior, and when I was, when I was senior in high school, I decided to, you know, okay, I'm going to music school. And then I auditioned in one school, just one school in Japan. And, um, you know, in Japan, you really have to go like so many, take a lot of tests, like music theory, singing, piano, solfege, um, music history, I don't remember, but like a lot of like, you know, subjects you have to take to get into the music school. And then I went to the music school like four times and I was like, this is not, I just felt like this is not for me. The school was not for me. So uh, uh, four times the same year. Yeah, like, you know, for the exam, we have to go like four days. Which school is this? Have to go. Uh, <laughs> that's just it. <laughs> um, it was um, Kunitachi Music oh, School. That's great. That's it. Yeah, and, and, but I just felt like I was not ready. I was not like, um, I just didn't, I just didn't feel the match at the time so uh, why why for example kunitachi and, and no gay dai or sensuku or i mean those are i mean kunitachi is certainly the top mm -hmm. five i would say probably as famous as gay dai so you went you went really high yeah <laughs> yeah i i i um in gay dai i kind of i apply for different subject actually it was like um sociology kind of arts and sociology, kind of like more like theory um, major. Okay. Um, it was, was a new at the time, and, but I didn't get in. Okay. Um, and then, so then after, like, I didn't have any, like, you know, I don't have any <laughs> college choices anymore. And then I was like, oh, but I wa always wanted to um, study abroad in the States. I wanted to go to the States and actually wanted to go to high school there, but my family was like, okay, no, too early. So <laughs> then I applied um, school and then I went to University of Hartford. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And, but actually <laughs> uh, I was measuring film at the time. I wasn't doing music i just like you know i told you like the music school wasn't for me i was like still like deciding what i wanted to do and um like whole it's gonna be a long story but just like whole 20 was like that for me and and then i was um i was taking like film courses and i was having fun but a spring break i found like very cheap tickets get like $300 to Paris from Connecticut because I was like oh maybe I should go like and then like I met up with my Japanese friend from Tokyo and we met up in Paris and we travel it's always nice you know for like yeah seven days or something like you know backpacker and then just like youth hostel staying in um then, then I went to see um opera for the first time like a opera for the first time and I was like bawling like I was crying I didn't know what was going on I didn't know the story well what was just it? like the vibration I was um it was um La Juive oh but it was you know kind of <laughs> it's not the major no opera. I mean it, it's it's a famous one but it's not the top 10 by any means so. yeah <laughs> um that's that's great and, and I, I love that you were so reactive to it yeah so i was like i didn't know what was going on but just i was crying i think it was a special night too i think i didn't know what was going on but it's all in french i didn't know the story but like singers were so powerful and the orchestra was so beautiful and the audience was like very supportive and was it just... uh, uh, she hoff by any chance hmm? was it she hoff New she of this yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he which was, is a good friend of, of us. He he was in our gala last yeah, this year, I mean a few months ago. He he's been in our galas as a guest and, and he was um 
some of our uh, recipient of the of the prizes, and so he's really he's a really great friend of oh, wow. of um, the Sharon Mills programs and and Savannah. So oh, wow. excellent. Yeah, he was amazing, and I was just bawling, and then my friend was bawling, and you know he didn't have an experience in opera too. And after that, I was like, okay, I have to do opera. And then I have to I have to sing. I want to do this again. I want to try this again. And, and then actually, I was like, I had no connection. I just moved to, I, I didn't, I was like, okay, I'm going to quit this, um, you know, film major. And I just went to Italy by myself for and then I was set, I was like studying Italian for a year, and I was like um, studying with a teacher. I found a teacher in Milan. I was like studying for a year over there, but I was like too young. I was like 19. I didn't know have any basic stuff, and I just didn't have skills. My teacher was like, "Oh, you should go to school in Milan," and then I was preparing for like to get into school, but. At the time, that, that you didn't think about going into music in Hartford because Hartford I know. School of Music. I could have gone. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, I was not just like that. I didn't know that like they have. And after I knew that, I got to know that like they had a good music program. Yeah, very good. Very yeah. Nice. yeah. Anyway, so, so you went to Italy, which is also really fun and very good for uh, great. Yeah. So, so you were in Italy and then said go to study in Milan and then yeah, I was I was studying in Milan and then you know, but uh, at the time my um, my dad was getting sick. Um, he had a cancer. Oh, sorry. And then I was thinking about like, okay, um, I wanted to do music and I wanted to do this but like it's just like my teacher told me like okay in order to finish this school it takes seven years like are you ready for this I was like okay because I didn't have any foundation and it's just like you know Italy has like four years of this and three years of this and to master's like, okay and then I was kind of worried about my dad and my career and then my you know everything and then I was like I, again, I was not ready for this music thing, so um, to pursue, and so I went back, and my dad was okay and floating up at the time, so he was like, "Don't come back for me." And then actually, I went to I moved, I was in Milan, and I moved to Switzerland, and then I started going to this kind of um, co-op um, uh, hotel management school. Yeah, so I studied management school and like you work uh, kind of first semester you go to like um, you study about like hospitality management and then after you work somewhere an internship and then I did that and then because I was like, okay, I, I can speak Japanese. I want to I speak English and at the time, you know, I was more fluent in Italian and then so I can speak three languages and I want to travel more so what can I do and I'm like oh maybe I can work for a hotel and then that's what I wanted to do by other time <laughs> with like 21 or something and then I I got an internship actually in Japan so I started working there and and then my dad health condition was not you know, getting worse. And then I was taking care of him and I was working and I became a full timer worker in Japan. I was like, you know, became a salary man in the pack train, wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, so for like um, a few years and then he passed. And then after that, I was like, you know, another life-changing experience like kind of like okay what am i gonna do um but i stayed a few years after just working there um just like, like kind of office work 
And then, so I had a lot of credits, you know, college credits, but I never finished. So I was like, I should finish like, like at least like bachelor degree. So I applied a bunch of American schools because they accept old credits and stuff, older credits. And I got it. Um, so and I and decided to go to Hawaii Pacific University in Hawaii. They accept and then they gave me scholarship to be a university choir member too. Okay. Yeah. So and then I moved there and I started singing. It was like heavy, like 10, 10 hours singing every week. And then you sing at the church. And then we did like a China tour and then we did, you know, so many fun things. And um and I was measuring business. And then, but during that, you know, I was like already um, 25, 26. Um, then I finished and, but like doing the choir thing just made me, okay, I wanna, I wanna sing again. And then my choir director was like, you should sing, you know, like you should pursue like your singing career. And then, and okay, I'm gonna be 30 soon, so I have to decide what I wanna do, like, you know, seriously. And so then I decided to go to music school and I moved to Boston to go to music school. And I went to NEC first and I went to Long School Music Art College and then stayed there five years. I mean, so, you, so you went in NEC first and then Bard? Yeah. And who, who, who were your teachers there? School music and in Cambridge, it's part of Bard. Uh, but um, it's uh, my teacher was Robert Honeysucker. Okay. First, and then he passed during um, my second year, and then I started um, studying with Carol Master Domenico. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and then I did a performance degree too. In 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 Longy. Yeah. Longy. Yeah. Longy. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I worked with uh, Lorraine Yubar at Juilliard, oh. um, who who was in NEC and and he still is in Bard. So, so I I, I was wondering if uh, so mm -hmm. I knew I, I knew all this this faculty that you mentioned. So that's yeah, that's fun and uh, and and interesting. Lundy and Bard not too far from Bard, so you kind of stay in the same yeah area. <laughs> same area. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, then I finished it and started working. Did you do your your masters in, in one of those, or did you finish? Yeah, it? yeah, I did a masters at Longy and then performance degree too. After, I I'm amazed by by the power of that performance when you were 19. I mean, that you uh, it's not that amazing that that just just one performance will make you so you know that may impact you that that way that you were able to you know, to change countries and and yeah. i mean you, you, you didn't pursue it right away but in a way it's uh, it's put you in that in that yeah, was crazy. <laughs> i was like all over the place i was like but um yeah it was really such a good experience and just life-changing you know just life-changing experience yeah. and then wanted to be you know i want to experience again also like I want to be a singer in that uh, situation too, and then creating that experience too. That was like, you know, has been my, my purpose and my goal too. So. How um, how did it feel when you went back to singing and actually performing and and from inside as compared with from outside? Yeah, it was um, difficult, and um, it's just um, I was already. Like twenty six seven, you know, when I was when I got serious about music, so I didn't have um, basic skill. So I need to learn. That's what I learned in NEC, like you know, chords and piano and solfege and sight reading. Um, that's like a certificate program there, and then it was really, really helpful. And I just like, okay, I just want to 
thing, but you need to do <laughs> these things first in order to read music well and express emotions. And yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. But it was a great place for, you know, Boston is like, you can very close to the music. So, so many free performances every day. And, you know, Symphony Hall, and it's like John Hall, and it's just, uh, I got, you know, music shower. <laughs> right. Well, you have certainly with, with the, the Boston Symphony, but, but then you have Boston Lyric and, yeah, Boston and Lyric. Odyssey Opera, and, and I'm sure the schools will produce your shows. Did you do any shows in school when you were there? Yeah, my, my first um, show was um, finishing school. It's like, um, it's a um, new opera in English. And then I did um, Des Berg-Semlinski. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really typical. Yeah. Um, and then um, I did Cozy with Loyal House Opera at Harvard University. That Good. was um, really fun and um, just like a staging was like takes place in Miami High School. And, and then like, you know, high school student becomes like a um, Cole University student from like abroad. So it was like kind of fun staging and I had so much fun doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, how was the, the life after school so far? Well, so, after, so I graduated 2019. Oh. So, and then I started auditioning and then the pandemic hit, right? And so, and then, and and then during the pandemic, I went back to Hawaii. I moved back. And then I became a resident artist there at Hawaii Opera Theater. And then they gave me a great, great opportunities. I did Bastien, Bastien or the studio version first. And I did Goro main stage, like it was, a, you know, the like 2021. And then, um, I did uh, Secret Garden. Oh, yeah, opera uh, uh, composed by um, um, Nolan Gasser. Um, oh, so, so not, not the, the not the musical, not the musical. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I was I was calling the ten-year-old boy. Um, it was beautiful music. Um, and then I did uh, Memorino this February with them. That's great. Great. Yeah, I, I, uh, congratulations. That's that's it. That you do the lead role in, in Hawaii. That is very encouraging. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was yeah, a beautiful experience. And yeah. and it's good to to move up. And um, that's always a great sign of moving up from from the studio into the lead of a major mm -hmm. major production. That means that that you you do your work and that you're being appreciated for for everything from the acting skills, the singing skills, the musical mm -hmm. skills, the performance. I saw that the production mm -hmm. was fun, was a very special, but certainly in, 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 what's the original? I think it was, it was supposed to be somewhere in, in Southern France or Southern Tyrol, I don't remember, but that, that this production, it was very different, right? Uh, which one is the elixir? The, the, um, the elixir, the one you did yeah. in, uh, elixir in uh, it takes place in um, Sugar Farm in Hawaii. Yeah. Sugar, what? yeah. Sugar Farm. Oh, perfect. Yeah, in Hawaii. And I was a mechanic. And so it was like very, you know, local. And it was in English. So it's really kind of localized version of um, Elixir. Why did it staging a stage five? You think? Hmm? Why did they do it in English, do you think? I think it's more accessible and it was like um it took place in um hawaii so kind of makes more sense yeah so good it's a beautiful production by maria todaro yeah oh maria yeah maria yeah okay oh, good. Oh, good, good good yeah yes yeah, yeah. so um 
hopefully you'll come to um to um what's the name the festival in upstate new york um but you know she has a festival there and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With, with louis Oti, um uh, phoenicia mm -hmm. so yeah fun um and and uh, and you said that you did go to there in um in hawaii was that the, your first time with butterfly or have you seen it before uh goro mm -hmm. i mean i know you San goro in hawaii but uh was that your first time seeing butterfly or have you seen a performance of it before you started studying it um i never seen it actually it was like so 10 days before rehearsal started the girl the singer um who was supposed to be doing goro like back to up wow. so and then hawaii offered can you learn you know um goro in 10 days i was like i can try <laughs> so it was really you know uh less minutes but um it was fun and then i never seen it i hadn't seen the butterfly before wow. um i knew the marias but i didn't really know anything about it um so i started watching and learning it and then yeah so how, how long so, did it, i mean i always ask this in in butterfly how long did it take you for to to start crying when when did you start crying with that show <laughs> i don't know um i remember the first time i saw it was in the movie version um mm -hmm. with um Troxel, yeah and I, I think it, um, the conductor is a condom. And by the middle of the second act, I was like crying and I didn't stop until the end. Yeah. So. But I was already, already kind of girl mentality, trying to be like a little bit mean. <laughs> I see. Oh, good. Interesting. So, like, okay, you know, kind of, you know, cunning, calculating person, but, um, but it's such a beautiful and um it was like a first big, big main stage show um in uh, upper um uh, the hawaii opera theater um uh, after pandemics a lot of people came and then uh, in hawaii like we have a lot big japanese community as well mm -hmm. so we had japanese subtitles too and a lot of japanese people came and it was like packed and it was very beautiful it was such a beautiful production was, yeah. how um how did you feel recognizing the style of the music i mean you make there's some of the tunes are are based on on famous tunes but uh how was that yeah. that 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 relationship of something that sounds about familiar yeah it was so interesting. And then I only sang Puccini once on uh, Janice Kiki, and then I never sang other, you know. You know, um, also, you have never seen Bohème or Tosca. No, yeah. Well, only, um, yeah, Janice Kiki, I just sang Renucho. That's it. So it was interesting to, to know him first, and then it's like, you know, grand opera. So just like learning it, his style was new to me newer to me too and but also like you can hear some traditional japanese tune like sakura sakura or something like that it was like really interesting and i don't know kind of um in a way pop like kind of you know japanese people like include like you know the traditional stuff to like american western music too so it was really um new but also it's i oh i knew this tune you know i kind of really know this tune so it's really interesting and still foreign like it doesn't feel like you know japanese of course right. <laughs> but it's something there like you know in my root so yeah it is it is essentially it is an italian piece there's no no doubt mm -hmm. about it and the way um thing behave it's it's just it's just a different frame of mind in fact 
talking about this, there's a relationship that I, I can talk and I want to move a little uh, aside for a second. But I was talking to someone, a singer in the program uh, this past month, and she's the, the daughter of a priest in a, in a temple, in a um, mostly Buddhist temple. And, and she said, yes, my father owns the temple. And I said, what do you mean? Said, yeah, so it is a temple. It's been, it's been in the family for four generations, and she was mm -hmm. supposed to be in the temple, but she decided to go into singing. And, and the family of, of her family created a temple. <coughs> Sorry. To mm -hmm. have a bit of a... Um, in, a, in a, a different approach, it wasn't just uh, a, a, a temple for the dead, but actually for the for the living people and, and the idea of helping others based on some um, British lady that came and, and made an impact on a Japanese person during the, um, after the, the First World. Um, and so, so, and the idea that, that the temple is privately owned and and based on on helps i mean help it by by donations but it's it belongs to the family and and there's not really a dogma but but there is a belief and an approach and that is nothing like a catholic church nothing nothing mm -hmm. there is the same so mm -hmm. in fact i would have thought that that's unthinkable you, you couldn't, I mean, when I saw a temple, I said, well, I wonder which institution runs this temple or how is it related to the Buddhism? Uh, and I imagine that there was some kind of overarching institution that it, so, so, and, and then the priest will be in some kind of school. So, so what I'm saying is that there's, uh, you know, we, we are programmed to think certain things in a certain way and because that's the way we do it. And, uh, and and this is so, so foreign, so different, um, that nothing of that scenario, I could not even make it up, you know? If, so, <laughs> and in a way, there's about that in, in, in the difference between the grammar of, of Japanese language and um, Roman or, 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 or Greek Roman languages based. I mean, I'm also in just a diction, but, but the grammar, which is, a big Greek, uh, a big Arabic, a big Roman. So there's, there is this idea of articles, noun, verb, that is nothing like other languages in 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 the Far East work, and and sometimes when you try to translate something, it it, it just doesn't work. You just need to go in a different way of thinking, right? Yeah. So uh, and for that matter, it's like using these Japanese tunes or, or influences into a, a European work of music, which is, it is inspired, but it doesn't behave the same way. Yeah. So it, it, it is fascinating. And, um, and, and, uh, and, and so in that sense, how do you, how do you feel that they are related and they are different? Um. I mean, it's like um, kind of watching Hollywood movie takes place in Japan. It's kind of lost in translation. A lot of Japanese people feel like that's not Japan. It's like you know, <laughs> but it's it is Japan. Like just one's perspective from you know, it's a different perspective. So it depending on like you know, the perspective. It's, it's just always different. So I just see this as just one Puccini perspective, Japan, and and it was kind of you know fantasy, right? It's I think he's never been to Japan. No, 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 no. So yeah, so just fantasy, it's an illusion. So just um, just trying to fit in that, not like realistic um, Japan, you know. It's a, it's so, a reference to, or, or a, a, almost like a starting point yeah. of a human history, mm -hmm. of a human story, yeah. Yeah, 
And this opera is not realistic. I mean, it's not like <laughs> we're singing. <laughs> it's like right, it's not like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are singing with an orchestra, and it's all set. Yeah, and we're it's singing just... in Italian of all things. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are not singing in English. We're not singing in Japanese. We're singing in Italian with with an orchestra. We are singing. So that's already yeah. uh, now and. Um, how do you marriage the the view of Goro, the character of Goro, and your um, your knowledge of how a possible a real Goro may have behaved? Um, I think Goro is like the the villain <laughs> in the show. I mean, not villain, but just like the not like the most um, like a mean person in the show because like he is the businessman and he is marriage broker but um he's just trying to get money from everyone and he's very calculating and he's very cunning um that's how i portray um like a lot of like i tr i try to um i first just like very submissive japanese like um person and just like this stage director and also like the music director like we talked um uh, the gregory keller and ben Makino, like just like okay so we don't want traditional like uh, version of girl like you watch and the, you know like we need this is your town this is your country this is your home base more like the, you're the you're the you know you're the leader. You're you you do the thing. So you you have the control. So that's how how I learned this. I mean, of course, uh, depending on like you know production would change. And I, I'm you know, like I'll be flexible, and I would try to adapt. But um, my understanding is, um, Goro is such a businessman, and just like he is the um, one like you know made this all happen so that's my perspective <laughs> yeah i mean you, you just you certainly you facilitate the mm -hmm. the story i mean you what however not that you were intended to to finish that way in fact you try to dissuade her to to uh, to still keep it in that relationship and and help her to move on uh, certainly for for financial reasons but but still you you know that what she's she's in in a wrong belief and you in the second act you're trying to you know help her in a way uh to say you know move on and here this is another great deal yeah so um so there's a, a but but certainly you are the one that make the, the marriage happen and the marriage didn't go well but it's in a way it's not your responsibility although you may have known that it could have been a problem but mm -hmm. that was just i mean yeah yeah i know. feel like that's a very i mean in the history kind of uh in our culture kind of typical like there's so many people like that girl you know i mean maybe in other countries too but um just i don't think he feels guilty about it much because that's his daily life and he just thinks like you know just everything is business yeah so that was kind of um me i mean that's that's not who i am <laughs> so it was kind of like hard to um act it out but um it, it's just it's like a, it's a good challenge and i always you know i love this role because who you know, I never be, it, you know, what a privilege to be a Japanese character on the stage. Never happens in opera much, so. Right. Yeah. Albeit, it's, again, it's, it's through a view of, of a non-Japanese uh, creator, both music and, and um, libretto. But, but it's still the character is Japanese. You can, mm -hmm. you can make it on. It, it just happened, uh, the idea of, doing for me for example doing latin music even if i don't belong to certain countries or even even doing latin music of 
composers that were not Latin, like doing Debussy's approach or, or Ravel's mm -hmm. approach to Latin music mm -hmm. of any kind, uh, uh, or Copland. Uh, I always love that because it is the view of these great artists and I can bring my, my own knowledge of this world yeah. and put them together. So it's, um, it's a fun, it's a fun combination of inputs, let's put it that way. Yeah, I think it's like perfect for me because I was born and raised in Japan, but I've been away from Japan over 10 years. I'm certainly, you know, like westernized compared to like Japanese, you know, Japanese people in Japan. So it's like, I think that's really me in the music situation as well. Like that's like, you know, kind of mixed culture. Great. Yeah. Fun. Well, we'll, we'll look forward to, to doing the show together and, yes. uh, and bring it for the first time to Savannah in the beautiful Savannah Cultural Arts Center, which is a, it's a beautiful theater. In fact, reminds me a lot of some of the um, auditoriums that are so typical of, of Japan. There's so many in Tokyo, I mean, anywhere, but uh, so many wonderful music schools. I mean, the, the, I've been in Japan, uh, um, I mean, over 12 years now, every year. Uh, except for the, during the pandemic, and and even in Tokyo, I, I've been to an enormous amount of performing arts centers, and they are all great, and they are all mm -hmm. there's so many. There's there so, so many. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it, small it, one, each one neighborhood, one. each you know, each uh, little um, not not just the prefecture, but the the cities, each of the cities, which is a small part into the big city have mm -hmm. uh, little teeny uh, performing arts centers and they're all great. So, yes. So this one is a bit, it's a bit in that, in that uh, venue. So it will be really fun to, to be doing it there. So it's the first time doing Butterfly with Yeah, we, oh. uh, I think if, um, Butterfly has never been performed in Savannah. So it would be the first time. Oh. Uh, Savannah wow. never had the opera company anyway. So mm -hmm. until we created um, the the Savannah Opera, and right now is Savannah Opera at the festival. So all our productions are during the festival. Um, so there was no there had not have been many uh, opera productions here until uh, Cheryl and Maria came to town and bring um, productions there. So we are very happy to start bringing. Uh, shows and and in fact this year we're doing both Dido Aeneas and Butterfly and those shows are both done for the first time so mm -hmm. well, that's exciting. It it's great yeah. all right well thank you so much for your time very thank nice talking to you here for having and me I, yeah, I look forward to to seeing you soon yeah. and in fact at the end of the month and, <laughs> and well look no you come a little later uh, yeah well but um we'll we'll spend a lot of time together yes and, and, and have you been to savannah yet uh, never never oh uh, that's a treat also it's such a great beautiful town you oh. you will really like it yeah it's I'm really so fantastic excited. so you will mm -hmm. really great okay thank, thank, thank you, you. So and i will see you soon and everyone else i will see you next time at voices mm -hmm. of the festival I, I, I hope you have a great week and see you soon bye Thank you for watching. Thank you.